Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. Well, it's great to be in the house of God. And if you have your Bibles, the book of Acts, chapter number six, um, I'm going to read. Um, just three short verses from Acts 6, and I'm going to flip over to uh, 7 for one verse. But the book of Acts, chapter number 6, verse number 6, and I apologize. I I pulled an audible on the media team back there, so I do apologize. Acts 6, 7, and 8. The book of Acts, chapter 6, verse number 6 states, Whom they set before the apostles, when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. And if you are um, new to this faith and you are, or you wonder why we do certain things that we do, it is biblical. The laying on of hands is biblical. We've got book for it right here as we just read, but they were blessing them. And in verse number seven says, then the word of God spread and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. And verse number eight states, and Stephen, let me hear everybody say, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Now, flipping over to book of Acts chapter number seven and verse number 17, it states, but as the time of promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt. But as the time of promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt. For the next few moments tonight, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I would like to preach to you promises God granted. Promises God granted. And before you're seated, look to somebody and just say, promises God granted. And as you're seated tonight, we all are, of course, true to every promise that we give somebody. For example, no looking around, look straight ahead. If you're married, if your spouse tells you they're going to be ready in 10 minutes, more often than not, it is not 10 minutes. For those of us that enjoy being punctual and early to everything, that can be a challenge. And for those of us that enjoy being late, that can also be, we're fine with it. Keep looking straight ahead. I see some of you looking out of the corner of your eyes right now. But for some of us, if we say that we're going to get to the dishes, it means that we'll get to the dishes when we're good and ready, not necessarily right that moment. I felt a witness right there. I heard, I saw some of you amen under your breath. But we keep our word, it's just we just may not get to it right now. But I heard the story of two brothers who were obviously brothers. They were, uh, they were every, every, by de- every definition, they were boy brothers, obviously, but they were always at each other's throats, if you will. And the brothers were getting ready to make some egg salad, and they had a few eggs left over from boiling these eggs, and he said... The older brother said to his younger brother, he said, I'll give you $1 if you let me smash three eggs across the front of your head. Now that younger brother, this is clearly an older story because a dollar meant something. 
he looks at his brother and he says, you promise? He said, oh, I promise. The older brother broke two eggs over his little brother's head and the younger brother is sitting there cleaning off his face and he's waiting for the third one and nothing comes. And he looks to his older brother with yolk in his eyes and he says, when is the third egg coming? He says, oh no, my friend. I'd be out a dollar if I smashed the third egg across your face. Promises. That's right, that is. Promises. If we were to go around the room, there would perhaps be some of us that would raise our hands and say that we have, in fact, broken promises. I, myself, can remember times when I was a big brother to my little sister, and I would tell her, you could play with my toys later. But in fact, that was a lie. I never let her play with my toys, ever. Until this day, she still has emotional trauma from me not letting her play with my toys. But there are some of us who could never tell a lie. And there are some of us that we are honest and we keep our promises regardless of how awkward and uncomfortable it might be. And again, no looking around, but we all know that one person that is brutally honest and will keep a promise at all costs. It may mean that everybody's late, but we've kept our promise that we're going to do something. Now, I typically like to think that I keep my promises, but I'm glad that I serve a God whose promises are perfect. God, if he gives you a promise, he will not fail you. And I have tried to get away from this idea and I've tried to get away from this, but I have felt the Lord continue to speak to me that there are some of us who we have felt a breakthrough on a Sunday or a Wednesday night, but when we leave here, nothing changes in our home life or outside of these four walls, if you will. But I believe tonight that God is reaching for someone to give you a radical breakthrough and radical victory that can forever change your life and your family's life. And I believe tonight on a midweek service, and I understand, and you're saying it's midweek, I understand that. Trust me, I get it. We rush to get here on a midweek, but I do believe tonight that God is looking and that God is getting ready to do great and to do mighty things where there can be an absolute breakthrough that you have been praying and seeking God for. It is in our text chapter that we see Stephen, who is, as we read in Acts 6, full of faith and power, is being questioned by the Sanhedrin as he is sitting here because they were upset by the miracles that were done and by the faith that arose when he preached. He spends the first 16 verses of the book of Acts in chapter number 7 giving the Sanhedrin a history lesson. He is presenting what God has done for the Israelites through the call of Abraham. And he is giving them a history lesson of where God has brought the Israelites through. He goes through and talks about the patriarchs and he does all of these things. And he talks about bondage and slavery. And then he lays the groundwork for God taking a long time to answer or to fulfill this promise that seemed like it was never going to happen. But as we see that the book of Acts, the writer sandwiches what is believed and I believe is one of the most beautiful verses in all of the Bible 
in this, what we see is a very tough time in Stephen's life. Being put on trial for what he has believed and what he is doing by the hands and trying to show people this great and mighty God by laying hands on the people and seeing miracles, signs, and wonders, and seeing people filled and come to salvation, and seeing a great many number of priests come into salvation. But before I go any further, I think it would be amiss if we did not make a statement that do not be discouraged in the slowness of God answering your prayers at times. And I know I talked about this last Wednesday night, but I've tried to get away from this and God brought me back to this. But perhaps in our greatest sufferings, perhaps in our greatest trials, perhaps in the greatest moments that we face in our lives is God setting us up for the greatest deliverance that we have ever seen in our lives. When your day is darkest, when your, when your moments seem like there is no answer, it is in those moments of distress, those moments of fear, those moments of anguish that God can do his finest work. The most wonderful part of this story wasn't that God took a while to answer his promise, but it was the fact that the time of promise had drawn near. God had spoken to Abraham. He had given Joseph dreams, but here they are in Egypt. And we know the story, and I apologize for laying the groundwork, but I believe that I want to lay the groundwork so that you can see how incredible this story is. We know the story of Joseph who was sold into slavery, but when it comes time for famine, he is the one of the most famous men in all of Egypt and he provides for his family and for the nation of God. And he is considered a wise man and he is considered beyond his years, but it was because the wisdom that God gave him and the foresight that God gave him when he spoke to him through the dreams. And then we see that people flock there to, for the food, but it was simply God orchestrating things for his kingdom and for his people. But it was in this time of harvest that things were good for God's people. <clears throat> and I have been guilty of it, but sometimes we despise the time or we can learn to get really careless in the times of harvest, if you will. When things are going real good, it's easy to let off on our prayer life. When things are going real good, it's easy to let off on our fasting. When things are going real good, it's easy to forget to read the Bible. Why? Because things are good. And if it's going to take a circumstance or a trial to drive you to your knees, let me just tell you, that's, that's not what God intended for his children. He wants his people to have relationship with him on the mountain and in the valley. He wants his people to love him and to worship him and to adore him just as much as we do in the good times and in the bad times when we need the way maker, the miracle worker, when we need somebody that will keep the promises that he has given us. And Stephen is telling this story as he goes through the verse, first 16 verses of laying out a history lesson. And I have come tonight to remind somebody that Stephen is getting ready to face death. He is getting ready to be martyred for what he believes, but it does not stop him from walking down memory lane of what a great God can do. Stephen is sitting here and he knows that on the other side of this, there is going to be death. He knows without doubt 
that there is death coming his way. But he says, I'm going to remember and I'm going to take you down a history lesson of everything that God has ever done for me. Maybe it could be that just on the other side of you walking down a history lesson of your life and saying, I remember when God did this. I remember when God spoke that. I remember when God brought me out. Could it be that just on the other side of the history lesson is the greatest breakthrough, is the greatest victory, are the greatest moments in your walk with God? And you could sit there and you could say, well, Stephen, on the other side of that was death. Oh, no, my friend. It was in the very moments as he was getting ready to die that he looks towards the heaven. And the Bible states he smiled. And he knew that just on the other side of that, there was going to be eternal victory. No longer did he have to worry about the cares of this world. No longer did he have to worry about the people saying things or trying to imprison him. But I've come to tell somebody tonight, when you can look back over your life and say his hand was here, his hand was there. I don't know how I made it, but I made it. I don't know how we got through the valley, but we got through just on the other side of looking back and remembering all the things that God did can be the greatest victory in your life. Joseph was plucked out of his father's house and sold into slavery. And what the enemy meant for evil, God turned for good. So now we fast forward to verse number 17. But as the time of promise drew near, which God had granted Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt. I don't, and sometimes that we, sometimes it's easy to get God when God does things. Like sometimes we're like, oh yeah, God, that makes total sense. And there are other times where we're like, God, I, I don't get it. Anybody ever just been like, God, I don't get it? All right, good. I'm not the only one in here. And through this passage of Scripture, and, and again, I, I, I've tried to get away from this. There was another message I wanted to preach, I felt, but God just said, you need to preach this tonight. So we're just going to go with what God said. Does that sound all right? And I just said, you know what, God, I said, if you, this is, this is what you want to preach. But I, I was drawn to this story because of the fact that we go back to Egypt, but here we are in the New Testament. And as Stephen is laying this out, this time of promise draw near, drew near that God had promised Abraham, the people multiplied and they increased. And we know this and it would seem redundant for the writer to put that the people increased and multiplied. It would seem redundant. But if it's in the Bible, let me just tell you, it's important. So the writer is very clear as to what is happening is that Stephen is standing here now. And he tells and he's telling of the story. And this word increased is the Greek word oxano. Now, if you're a Greek theologian, God bless you, you probably know what I'm about to say. But that word does not mean that there was just a increase. It doesn't mean that there was just a one-time increase, no. That word means that there was to grow spiritually and reproduce spiritually. Oxano. Look it up. What was Stephen saying and what was the writer saying in this moment? He was saying that in spite of slavery, the people got close to God. 
In spite of living in a land that was not theirs, that wasn't the prophetic destiny, the people got close to God and grew deeper in their relationship with God. In spite of living in a world whose customs they did not adhere to, where they had to dress a little bit different, where they had to look a little bit different, the people still grew in their spirituality and closeness to God. What was the writer saying? And I believe that in the year 2023, that if we're going to see the end time harvest, if we're going to see God do great and mighty things, it's going to start with us saying, God, I want to get closer to you than ever before because we've got to make a difference. We've got to reproduce. We have got to have multiplication. But God, I want to start right here with me. Whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, God, I want to reproduce. God, I want to have more spiritually, God. want to know you more. I want to go closer to you. And the writer here in the book of Acts is writing that the people not only multiplied in numbers, but they increased in their spirituality. What was he saying? And I believe it's a word to the modern day church that if we want to see the time of promise, if we want to see God begin to fulfill some of his promises, it's going to require the church today saying, God, I'm not content just to show up and just be the church on Sunday or just on Wednesday, but I've got to have the victory every single day. I've got to walk with you every single day. I've got to pray in the good. I've got to pray in the bad because there will be victory. And I feel the Holy Ghost leading us tonight to say that there are some of us that the enemy has tried for so long and some of you have been waiting for a breakthrough and you don't know quite how to get a sustained breakthrough. But let me just tell you right now in the Holy Ghost that the way and the path to a sustained breakthrough is putting one foot in front of the other every single day without doubt, but saying, God, I'm gonna do whatever it takes so that I can grow spiritually this year. If that means I've gotta pray more, God, I'm gonna pray more. If I've got to fast more. I've got to fast more. But God, I want to grow deeper. I want to get into the word. I want to love the word. I want to be able to understand what you are speaking to your people. I, I remember there was a time and I in my life where I said, God, these, these words on these pages, they mean stuff of God, but I want to have a deeper understanding of what they mean, God. When, the, when I read the Bible, God, I want it to jump out. I want to put myself there. I want it to be able to speak to me wherever I'm at in my life. And ever since that day, ever since that time, God has given me a desire to say, you know what, I can look at a verse and understand and I can look at a verse and say, God, what are you saying? I'll meditate on it. I'll pray on it. But when we get a love for the word, when we get a love for what God is trying to do and say, God, I got to grow spiritually this year. I got to do more than I've ever done, God. All of a sudden, reproduction begins to happen. Multiplication begins to happen. And we begin to go to places that we've never been before. The prophetic begins to flow in our lives. And all of a sudden, we begin to see visions and dreams. And all of a sudden, God begins to take us places we've never been. And we say, God, how did I get here? It's because I said, God, I want more of you. The enemy would love nothing more 
for than you or for me to use the pandemic to cop out spiritually. He would love more than the oppression, the attacks that the enemy has been sending to you to walk away spiritually and to say that you can't do this. But let me just tell you, if Stephen being full of faith can stand there and look back over his life and look back over where he had been and said, if God was good to them thousands of years ago, he'll be good to me now. If Stephen can look back over every part of his life and say, God, I don't get it. You'll be good to me then. You'll be good to me now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Let's lift our hands right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. They grew and they multiplied spiritually. It was spiritual how they were growing. The enemy is looking for some of us and he's, he's been pulling at some of us. He's been causing some of us to feel like there is no way that we can ever get the breakthrough. And the enemy has been challenging some of us with everywhere that we go, everything that we do, every single thing that happens. And we've tried and tried and tried and tried. But on our own, we are failing. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And in order for some of us to get the breakthrough that we desperately need, we might just need to look back at where God has brought us from and say, God, you've done it before. You can do it again. You see, the greatest breakthroughs I've ever had in my life always started with me thanking God for who he was. And then I began to thank God for all the things that he had done. Not what I needed. I took my petitions last, but I began to thank God for who he was. That's looking back because he had done all these great things. And I began to thank him for everything that he had done in my life, every battle that he had won. But when I really needed a breakthrough, I began to say, God, you've done so much for me in times past. God, I don't know how you're going to do it now, but I know that you can. I don't know what victory looks like right now, God, but I know it's coming. I don't know what breakthrough looks like, but I know it's coming. And there are some of us, we've been praying and we've been seeking God. And I've come to tell you on a Wednesday night that there is sustained breakthrough, not only coming for you, but that is coming for this church. And I've shared this with Pastor and Pastor Justin, but I believe that there is a breakthrough that is coming to the life church of the likes we have never seen. And what was Stephen saying? He was saying that the greatest day of the church are not behind us. He was saying that the things that God did in Israel, those were just the beginning. He brought his people out of darkness and into marvelous light. He took them into their prophetic destiny, but he was saying, listen, I'm full of faith and I can do great and mighty things when I partner with God. The greatest days of the church are not behind us, my friend, but the greatest days of the church are standing right in front of us. And I've come to tell somebody tonight that if we can take a walk down memory lane and say, God, you've done it before, you are going to do it again. I don't know how, but God, I'm going to run. I'm going to jump. I'm going to shout, God, and I will worship. 
as the musicians come tonight and as we stand, I'm going to wrap it up and we're going to just let God do what he wants to do. It has been far too long since we have seen sometimes in our own life, and I'm speaking to me personally, there have been seasons and moments that I have gone through where it's been so long since I felt God the way that I wanted to feel him. And there would be moments and times when I come to him and I'm God. I just want to feel you like I felt you before, God. I want to worship like I worshiped before, God. I want the bands that the enemy has seemingly placed on me. And all of a sudden, I began to think of what God had done before. I began to think of the moments that God had spoken to me by the altar. I began to think about God speaking to me in my bedroom. I began to think about the prayers that God began to answer. And all of a sudden, that freedom began to come back. All of a sudden, those bands began to loosen. All of a sudden, my hands went up straight to God and said, God, I feel that same freedom coming all over again. And Stephen is standing here. He's getting ready to be stoned to death. And he says, I'm going back to the beginning. Could it be that the greatest breakthrough that you're going to see in your life is going back to the beginning? For some of you, you got the Holy Ghost when you were in an absolute catastrophe. And when God moved in, it was an instant transformation. For some of us, we grew up in this faith and we got the Holy Ghost at a young age. We were baptized at a young age and we don't really know the perils of the world. But I still am taken back to that Wednesday night where I was sitting right here on the front row. My Bible right here. And I remember the pastor called. He said, if anybody needs the Holy Ghost, come tonight. And everybody knew I needed the Holy Ghost. When you're on staff at the church, everybody knows who needs the Holy Ghost of the preacher's kid. Let me just tell you that much. And I remember everybody stared at me, Brother Durrell. They were like, he's preaching to you. And I'm looking around. I was a young kid and I was like, man. And I'll never forget, I went up there. I'd been seeking the Holy Ghost for a while and nothing had happened. I was baptized several weeks before this, but something was different this Wednesday night, Pastor Justin. I stood there, I threw my hands to heaven, and I just said, God, I remembered. I, I just I said, I want the Holy Ghost. I said, I don't want to beg for it. I just want the Holy Ghost. God, I want to be filled with your spirit because I got to make it to heaven. <laughs> and one of the staff members of our church came up to me. He knew I liked the cowboys and he said, Nathan, he whispered in my ear, he said, I want you to picture that you're Emmett Smith getting ready to run across the goal line. About as spiritual as you can be when you're praying for the Holy Ghost. Picturing the cowboys winning the, winning the Super Bowl. Woo. Praise God. Revival. And I threw my hands to him. I wasn't thinking about Emmett Smith running across the goal line, my friend. But all of a sudden, out of my mouth came words that I had never spoken before. And I remember there, standing there, and I looked around. I was like, what just happened? 
And I said, that's not enough for me. So I threw my hands up again. And I just began to speak in that heavenly language like never before. And I said, God, whatever this is, I want all of it. And those moments in my life where I was broken, where I needed a sustained breakthrough, God takes me back every single time to that church in Hanover, Pennsylvania with green carpet and red chairs. Me standing there on the Wednesday night throwing my hands to heaven saying, God, I want the Holy Ghost. I want you and all of you. And every single time in my life when I have been doubting, when I have been questioning when I've been sitting there all I can remember is that God granted me a promise then that he would never leave me nor forsake me that he would be with me until the end and all of a sudden I realized that the chains begin to loose that freedom began to come why because we stood there and God began to grant his promises you want to know what it's like to have sustained breakthrough and victory that lasts beyond the four walls of this building. Just let God take it back to where you received his love all over again. Let him take you back to where he filled you with that Holy Ghost for the very first time. And if you've never received the Holy Ghost, tonight can be your night. Repent of your sins, be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. That is the gospel, the good news. That is what Stephen was preaching. He wasn't preaching anything else, but he said the same Jesus that died on Calvary can here be here to fill you with his spirit. And if you've never received the spirit of the Lord, tonight can be your night. But if you are in need of a breakthrough, I want you to come to this altar to take a step of faith. And perhaps you're saying, looking around, saying, I don't want to admit that I need a breakthrough. That's fine. We'll call everybody else here in a minute. You don't have to be the only one. But if you are in need of a breakthrough, I want you to come to this altar tonight. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. There are some of you that have been struggling for years. And you've been saying, God, I just need a breakthrough. That's it. Just lift your voices right now. If you know how to war in the spirit, just go to war in the spirit for just a moment. Come on, there are some of you that have battled health things that feel like that they have entrapped you from worshiping and seeking God the way that you really desire. God's going to lift those things tonight. Oh, there's a glory cloud settling in this place right now. Come on, you can leave and break through. You can leave in victory tonight. Let's just slip our hands to heaven right now, all across this room, front to back, side to side. Just slip your hands up to the Lord right now. speak to somebody right now. The enemy has convinced you. The enemy has convinced you that there are things in your life, that there are moments and there are things that the enemy has convinced you and lied to you about that have been in your mind for far too long. God has been trying to take you to a new level and God is trying to bring you to a place where he can speak and he can work through you because God has big plans in store for you. But the enemy has been reaching and been everywhere you turn is an attack. 
and you cannot get the victory that you desire. And I've come to tell you tonight in the Holy Ghost that you can leave here in the victory tonight in that breakthrough that you've been praying for. For some of you, and I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now, and you'll know who I'm talking to. It has been years since you have worshiped God the way that you desire. Because the enemy has riddled you with guilt, he has riddled you with shame, and he has convinced you that God does not care, that God does not want or does not desire your worship. And I have come to send that lie back to the pit of hell tonight, that God is seeking such that would worship him in spirit and in truth. Come on, if you know how to intercede in the Spirit, I want you to go to war in the Spirit right now. You may not be praying for your breakthrough, but there is somebody in this room who's depending upon a breakthrough tonight. Come on, prayer warriors. This is your moment right now. Come on, the promises that God granted are coming true. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to release the word of faith. That deception and that lies from the enemy would be defeated tonight. Come on, there are some of us that are parents in this room that have kids that are deceived by the enemy right now. And we're getting ready to loose this in this place right now. When we say in Jesus' name, I want you to shout hallelujah at the top of your lungs. And this just isn't for fluff. We're not doing this just so that we can shout. But we are doing this so that we can give God the highest praise and tear down the strongholds that the enemy has been trying to place. And some of us are going to leave here and break through that we've only dreamed about, that we've only thought about, and we're going to leave here. So right now, all across this room, every hand lifted up, just begin to lift your voices. Right now, by the authority of the Word of God, and the power that is in the name of Jesus. Right now, God, we bind all deception. We bind all lies from the enemy and we send them back to the pit of hell from whence they came in the name of Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.